What's up, everybody? It's Friday. It's the weekend. Kind of sad, though. It's the first weekend without any real NFL football or college football since late August, early September. But hey, that offseason goes by quick. And in about a week or so, I got I got some things to look forward to in the offseason. Yes, there's other sports. There's other things out there. We have lives outside of football. But football, at least in the States, in my opinion, reigns supreme. Nothing wrong with that. It's just my opinion. Starting off, I'm not going to really go over it, but you know, I've talked about on here before. I love the all-star events and the all-star weekends and professional sports. Mainly, if I had to rank it, I'd go NFL, MLB, NBA, then NHL. NBA, I really just kind of like to watch the three-point contest and the dunk contest. MLB, I really just, I like both NFL. I'm, I prefer more of the game. I know it's not really competitive, but it's just kind of fun to watch, in my opinion. Maybe it's because I'm such a great, a great a big football fan. I don't know. Um, but it's just fun, from, from, fun for me to watch. I like the fact that they brought back the Pro Bowl Skills Challenge. I wish they would bring back what the NBA is doing with their kind of draft process and the All-Star game. The Pro, uh, the Pro Bowl tried doing this maybe eight, seven or eight years ago. 2013, I think it was the first season Andy Reid went to my Chiefs and... That's when they started doing that draft process. I wish they would do that again for the NFL, make it more competitive, make it more fun, make it kind of different, and then they'll obviously keep the skills challenge. But watch the skills challenge last night. That was something fun to watch. Um, I see a lot of Chiefs fans getting mad at Twitter that were Chiefs fans are preparing or Chiefs players are preparing for a some Chiefs players are preparing for a a bowl game, just not the right one. Hey, it's the NFL, it's sports. That's the beauty of it. Um. The highest of highs are something you can't really compare to. And the lowest of lows are, yeah. But I wouldn't even compare Sunday's loss to the lowest of lows because and the difference between playoff losses and years past, at least for Chiefs fans, and I'm sure the Bengals fans that are going to the Super Bowl right now, this is much better than they've been through the past 33 years. So... I mean, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are running this teams, at least on the field. So there's a lot more little, a lot more to look forward to than yeah, it's a bummer, but let's enjoy. Let's. It's nice to see your favorite teams' players at the Pro Bowl after a playoff loss like that. So, um, anyways, Pro Bowl Skills Challenge. I really like the. Um, I like how they switch up the. How oh, what was it? The quarterback challenge. It's uh, the one eat the one each from one quarterback each from each conference and a non quarterback. Hunter Renfro and Justin Jefferson, that was not good. But Russell Wilson kind of, I mean, he doesn't have to prove it. He does it every Sunday. Proves how he has the best deep ball, and it looked like he was trying to knock off some rust yesterday, which is what a lot of these players do. They either opt out because injuries or they go into play because they want to knock off rust. Obviously, they want to go hang out with some of their friends throughout the league, but I feel like it's kind of a rust thing, especially a rust-y thing. Or maybe in Patrick Mahomes' case, he wants to end off on a good note instead of how that second half went, so... I don't know. It's fun to watch. If you didn't watch it, I'd go look it up. It was pretty fun. Um, Micah Parsons is faster than Tyreek Hill. No, I'm kidding. You could tell Tyreek did not want to try in that. <laughs> the speed, the speed. No, I'm not. The 40-yard or 20-yard dash or the sprint. Ch- sprint. I forgot what they're calling them already. I'm sorry. I should have wrote that down. But uh, Micah Parsons wants that, 90, wants that 95 speed in Madden. I wonder if that would be the uh, fastest player ever in Madden history. I think it would be. I don't know. The dodgeball is fun to watch. 
it's it's just something that's fun. Like the home run derby skills challenge. I, I love watching all of those. So I kind of had to talk about that like a little kid. Um, I love parodies when it comes to movies or TV shows. I think they're hilarious. But I especially love parodies in sports. And now we might see some parody in the SEC. Not Georgia or Bama. Um, Texas A&M. And I'm saying maybe. I'm gonna I'm gonna run down their recruits. So give um recruits um from National Signing Day. So give me a minute, and let me run this down. They got the number one wide receiver in Texas, Evan Stort. Number one defensive lineman in Florida, Shamar Stort. Number one cornerback in Texas, Denver Harris. Number one safety in Texas, Bryce Anderson. Number one defensive lineman in Tennessee, Walter Nolan. Number one defensive lineman in Arizona, Anthony Lucas. Number one safety in Louisiana, Jacoby Matthews. Number one defensive end in Pennsylvania, Nay White. Number one safety in Georgia, Deion Smoke Bowie. Number one tight end in Texas, Jake Johnson. Number one running back in Louisiana, Le'Veon Moss. Number one tight end in Sweden, Theodore Mellon Orstrom. I hope I'm saying that right. This is good to see for Texas A&M. I mean, gig them. But the football and sports in general is one of those show me things. Like, you got to show me something. And all this looks great. But if you end up with another 10 and 2 season and in a second rate bowl game, I shouldn't say second rate, not a college football playoff, what's this all equal to? Like, great, you're flexing your, you're flexing your recruiting muscles. It's February. We haven't even gone to the spring games yet, spring practice. It's not even uh, talk to me in September. It's, uh, are you going to be in the college football playoff? Are we going to see you playing on New Year's Eve? Are we going to see you playing on the second Monday of January? Probably not. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. They're a great school. A great football school, heavily funded, obviously great recruiters. But what is this going to equal to? Eight. Expect disappointment, Aggies fans, and you won't be disappointed. I'm rooting for you because of my Big 12 fandom. They went to the SEC, and I want them to do well. I know it's eight years since then, so it really doesn't mean anything. But show me what you've got. This is good, but what are you, where are you going to go from here? What are you going to do? Um, a little bit of entertainment news for you DC Comics fans. I'm sorry, but the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League video game has been postponed for release till 2023. Not sure what happened there. I saw that on IGN and comicbook.com and multiple other sources on Twitter. Um, no, not somebody with 45 followers. They had a blue check mark. <laughs> um, not sure what happened there. You know, I'm sure it's just kind of clean up some specs. That's usually how it goes. Um, freshen up something. Um, DLCs, maybe. Um, but we got the Gotham Knights game coming out. Does anybody know, if if you don't know where I am, go to my Twitter, at nskeep underscore four. Go there and tweet me and let me know what's going on with the Gotham Knights video game. Because I keep looking it up every day. 
and not every day, but often to see when it's coming out. And all I know is it's early 2022, so maybe April or May, I guess, at least the first half, but I'm, I'm not exactly sure there. Speaking of Gotham Knights, now, I, you guys know I watch the CW TV shows. I loved Arrow. Like, I have a, tra- I have a, a weird thing. I start watching TV shows as soon as the football season ends, not because I miss football and I'm having separation anxiety, but the NFL is such an everyday thing. It's technically all year round. There's like good morning footballs on every morning because of that. Not just because it's the NFL network, but you get my point. Um, there, there's always something. And there's nothing against the NBA or NHL or MLB. I watch not NHL a little bit, but NBA I follow up on a lot through my fantasy league, through scoreboard watching, through highlights, through podcasts I listen to. Yes, I actually watch the games, but not on a nightly basis. Um, I'm still in college. Um, But the thing here is... TV shows I love, and I do the sports and entertainment. I want to talk about some TV shows. Getting off track here. I apologize. I lost my train of thought. Um, I always tell you I, I drop a script. I kind of just typed up a couple bullet points. Um, but sorry, I'm getting off track. I'm getting off track here. But the point is, in the off season, I watch a lot of TV shows. And I binge watch a lot. Anyways, back to the CW. Because um, I got some DC Comics news. And the CW, they're kind of one-on-one with each other right now. I watched Arrow. I had watched the first couple of seasons of Arrow when it first came out. like the fir- Like the first few years. And I just kind of fell off of it. I got... I I can't even tell you why. And so I restarted last year after football season ended and I watched Arrow. It's the best CW DC TV show. Superman and Lois is good. Legends of Tomorrow, I, I'm sorry, I got to give that like a 3 out of 10. The Flash, first few seasons, almost 10 out of 10. Now it's maybe a 6, a strong, a 6 at best. Um, But Arrow was great. And now there's an announcement at least for a pilot episode, like a pi- like a test run almost, that's what they do with some of these TV shows, is the Gotham Knights. It's basically after Bruce Wayne dies. This consists of Batwoman, or Batgirl, no, Batwoman, um, Robin, Red Hood, and Nightwing. They also have that video game coming out, like we're talking about. But instead of going on HBO Max, which is also synonymous with DC Comics right now, um, TV-wise, I feel like it would have been better there. And if you don't believe me, go watch Peacemaker. Now, I'm behind on Peacemaker. But now that football season is almost over, I'm going to catch up here pretty soon. John Cena plays a great Peacemaker. He's a great actor. Honestly, I thought when he kind of got away from wrestling, got into acting, I thought he was going to be pretty cheesy. I thought it was going to be one of those cheesy comedies. Still be good, but nothing like, oh, he's great. He's actually pretty good at this um, so far. I loved him in Fast 9. I thought that was awesome. But Peacemaker is a great show. It's great storytelling. The title song, the theme song for the show is pretty good. Uh, James Gunn is a great director. That's the main reason why. So if you haven't checked it out, go check it out. It's on HBO Max. But I'm really interested to see what happens with Gotham Knights, the video game, and Gotham Knights, the CW TV show. Okay. Um, I was talking about National Signing Day with Texas A&M. I talked about a little bit of Kansas State on Wednesday's episode. Um, Jim Harbaugh. So I heard a funny joke. I'm stealing this from Jim Rome. Um, hey, Jim Harbaugh, you know National Signings Days for the players, not the coaches, right? <laughs> I know, Jim Rome's the guy. Um, what he was referring to was 
there's reports out. He's like, oh, I'm going to take the Dolphins job. Oh, I'm going to take the Raiders job. Raiders got Josh McDaniels. Dolphins, they got their own thing going on. We're not going to talk about that. Saints might have Eric Enemy. You guys know how I feel about Eric Enemy. if certain reports are true that are not have that have not gone out to the media. It's not publicly known, but if you're not exact if you're not sure what I'm talking about, um go listen to episode 60. Um when I ran down the Kansas City Chiefs season with my buddy Gage. Jim Harbaugh had a 9-hour interview with the Vikings. And usually when it has something that long on National Signing Day while you're still the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines, I'd imagine you're about to get you're about to become the head coach of the NFL again. You're about to become the head coach of the Vikings. What happened there? What did they not talk about quarterback the quarterback situation at all? And at the end of the interview with like that eight hour and fifty eight minute mark. So Jim, just so you know, Kirk Cousins is our future quarterback. Oh, okay, I'm out of here. Thanks, guys. Nice talking to you. Was that what it was? Was it Kirk Cousins on Monday Night Football because he's scared of the dark? I mean, he has one win and nine Monday Night Football starts. Prime time in general. Yeah. I'm going to take a break. Take a water break real quick. I'm talking about Skylar Thompson's um, performance in the East-West Shrine Bowl. And then I've got a rant about Jerry West and about a certain fiancé and a certain brother of an NFL star and how certain Chiefs fans and NFL fans look at them and how I think that's pathetic. You have a point, but it's pathetic. Sorry. Stay tuned. About a month ago, Kansas State won the Texas Bowl against LSU by a final score of 42-21. to Thanks in large part to the play of Russ Yeast, defensive back for Kansas State, and Skylar Thompson. And they did participate in a 97th East-West Shrine Bowl yesterday. Yeast was at safety for the East squad. Made a lot of, made some pretty good stops and was pretty great in coverage. Um, Skylar Thompson um, came in at QB for West after halftime, threw a touchdown pass and a magnificent fade pass for the two-point conversion on his opening drive. He had uh, perfect 4-for-4 four four in passing. And I kind of wanted to bring up with thought with Skylar Thompson. So he is injury prone. Multiple injuries throughout his college career. Been sidelined a whole year. Sidelined a lot of this year. And I don't know if he could be a full-time starter in the NFL. But we're kind of seeing a lot of this with Marcus Mariota on the Raiders. 
more famously with Taysom Hill on the Saints. I think he could be that decoy and kind of that relief pitcher for an NFL team. I've been texting my father um, multiple times about Skylar Thompson, if he could stay healthy. And I really didn't like his response to how I said it. Now, he said it probably, would, probably wouldn't help, but I'd like to see him be drafted by the Chiefs. Um, we've seen how they are on the goal line throughout the regular... And this is my frustrations with Andy Reid, so Philly fan, I understand. Not necessarily with running the ball. Now, when Donovan McNabb or Alex Smith and you have a lead in the second half, run the ball, but when you have a lead in the second half in an AFC Championship game, you're going to keep the ball in the best player's hand and run the ball. Yeah, you could have run it more consistently, but anyways, on the goal line, we've seen all these trick passes. Like in 2016, Dontari Poe, Big man touchdown pass to Demetrius Harris, Christmas night against Denver, final score 34-10. Um, that was week 15, week 15, I think, week 16. And then we had the, you have all these shovel passes in the regular season on the goal line. We have the trick passes to Eric Fisher. We have the trick passes to Anthony Sherman over the years, and I'm just, this is all great. But, like, wouldn't we want to save these for the playoffs? Like, I understand if the trick play doesn't go well, you're like, well, why don't you just run it? Why don't you just do a quick little pass? Why are you getting cute? But if it works, and they've worked almost 100% of the time, almost, wouldn't you save those for the playoffs in an AFC Championship game when you need a touchdown on the goal line or just a field goal? Wouldn't you save those? And that's my point about Skylar Thompson. My dad said they have all these weapons. No, not really. They have a good running back core. Receiving core, not including Travis Kelsey or... Noah Gray or Blake Bell, I think they're all playmakers. I'm excited to see Jody Fortson come back next year. I think he's a, the best tight end number two option we have, um, the Chiefs have. But if you want to do some trick plays, wouldn't you draft a guy like Skylar Thompson? Let him be your Taysom Hill? My, my dad had a point. We have plenty of weapons, and they draft well, and we'll, we'll see what happens um, in the free agency that's coming up here in about a month. Um, I think March 12th this year is when the new league New league year starts. I think March 10th they can start negotiating. I'm not I can't remember exactly. Um before it becomes tampering. Um I think that'd be pretty great. Now I'd I I'm gonna follow Skylar Thompson and Russ Yeast wherever they go. They're Kansas State guys, just like I'm a big fan of Tyler Lockett in Seattle. I'm a big fan of Byron Pringle, obviously. I hope the Chiefs keep him. Um But I think that'd be great. If you want to do that, like Mahomes is just out, and you're, you're kind of trying to save him, or you're kind of giving your running backs fresh legs, let Skylar Thompson get in there and make a play. Let him throw a pass. You know how mad I'm going to be if Travis Kelsey tears something or hurts his arm or strains, strains his arm or something on a touchdown pass to Demarcus Robinson in Week 18 in a blowout? I'm going to be pretty mad. So bring Skylar Thompson in for that. Not that I'd be like, hey, throw him out there. If he gets hurt, he gets hurt. No, but I mean... It would work. It could work. Not that they should draft him, not that they should draft a decoy, but if they do that, I think Skylar Thompson is the guy because of his injury history, but he could still bring a lot of value to a team. Very valuable. That's a Colin Hurdism. He kind of stresses that a lot when he's talking about kind of similar to my talent, trust, and who's right, or trust, talent, and who's right. Who do I trust the most when it matters most? Who has the best talent? Not who has the most talent, the best talent who's right, in other words, who's hot right now and who's the most healthiest. So I think that would work. Um, Next up, my rant on Jerry West. Actually, I'm going to save Jerry West for last. 
So Patrick Mahomes has a fiance named Brittany Matthews and has a brother named Jackson Mahomes. And they've been in the spotlight ever since Mahomes has come on. Jackson Mahomes, TikTok star, all the dances. Sure, that's annoying. Brittany Matthews, she can be very loud. She can be, she's very loud, but she's supporting her husband and her team. Jackson Mahomes caught fire when Sean Taylor, not when Sean Taylor, when Washington football team, now the Commanders, um, honored him at halftime in the Week 5 game against the Chiefs. Sorry, Week 6 game against the Chiefs. And Jackson Mahomes filmed a TikTok where he's dancing on Sean Taylor's number, or right by it. I think it was on it. And that is disrespectful. That is a boneheaded move. I'm keeping this clean. That is a very boneheaded move. Shame on you, Jackson. Right? Now, why did Washington do this? Was it because they wanted to honor one of their great players? Sure. But this was kind of random. This was announced the Thursday before the game. There was no... Usually when they're going to do this, there's like a, a few days in advance, or a week in advance, couple a month in advance, or a few days before. Like I remember seeing Tony Gonzalez was going to have his number retired at Arrowhead, or they're going to induct him into the Chiefs Hall of Fame, I think a month before the season even started at one point. I can't remember when that was. I can't remember which season that was. I don't know if it was 2017 or 2018. I, I don't remember. But wouldn't you have that in advance? So like, oh, what? well, when did that happen? Oh, that was after John Gruden got fired with the emails, right? Well, who is being investigated in this email? Oh, Dan Schneider. So Dan Schneider threw this all together at the last minute. And then Sean Taylor rode the little sign, the street sign they had in front of it. Where was that at? Oh, right outside the stadium. Oh, what was on that road? Right on that little pathway. Porta potties. If that's not disrespectful, I don't know what is. Jackson Mahomes also in week two against the Ravens when the Chiefs lost. There was a Ravens fan kind of yelling at him and Brittany saying, hey, Jackson. And Jackson threw water on him. Like, took a water bottle, put it on his face. Wrong. Is it the worst thing in the world? No. Actually, I find that kind of funny. Should he do that? No. He's in the spotlight, along with his brother. He's on TikTok. If you're going to do that, you need to act a certain way. Um, I understand you're going to get mad. Maybe yell at him, but pouring water on him? Come on. That's, that's, that's tasteless. That's classless. Um, now, we don't know what was said. Even Patrick himself said in a post-game interview, he's like, Jackson's done really well with this, being in the spotlight, being on TikTok. He's done really well with this. That was wrong, but there's some things said that you didn't see on video, so we're just going to leave it at that. Okay, cool. Let's leave it at that. Um, and then there's a local bar in Kansas City. I'm not sure what happened. Apparently, Jackson Mahomes tried to go get a reservation. The bar said clearly said we don't get have reservations. Stop being a brat, basically. Um, Jackson, again, grow up, kid. You're in the spotlight. You got to get used to this. Um, I'm sure maybe his dad has talked to him. We all know Pat Mahomes Sr. was in the MLB. Patrick is obviously in there. And then Brittany, on the other hand, she does really well with the spotlight. Yes, she cheers for her husband. Yes, she talks trash. Yes, she blames the refs on Twitter. What fan base doesn't blame the refs on Twitter? Okay, I don't mean to make a controversial statement on episode 62 before I even make any sort of fame, but officiating sports is a lot like politics in America. It's a sham. Nothing's ever going to change. Okay. I'll let you process that for a minute. Um, but the officiating, okay, complain about it. Um, Brittany complaining about the, the referees for the Chiefs. I know the Chiefs has some calls go their way over the past few years because they are that star team. I'm not trying to say the NFL's rigged. I'm not, I'm not trying to say anything. I'm just saying what 
people are seeing on why they don't like Britney or Jackson. I said why they don't like Jackson. I get it. I don't think they deserve to be hated, but Britney, after the AFC Divisional Round game, popped a champagne bottle. And that game was insane. She opened a window and be like, yeah, let's go. Popped a champagne bottle. Champagne goes flying into the crowd. Now, I don't know how much got on there. It looked like it kind of just misted. I don't know. I saw the bottle off to the side. It looked like it was still full. I, I, I don't know. But did, does all this equal to them being hated and dragged through the mud by NFL fans? I understand. Memes are funny. Jokes, fine. But do they really need to be hated? I, I don't understand that. You're going to root against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid? Fine. If you're Broncos, Raiders, Chargers... You don't want to see him in a Super Bowl, tired of seeing him in conference championships, fine. You want to see Burrow and the Bengals win it, fine. I partially wanted to see them win it too. Um, but why, why are you going to drag two innocent people through the mud? You want to hate them? I mean, I'll be honest with you. If you hate them, I think you're deflecting on what's going on in your own life. There's no reason to hate them. If you want to hate the fact that they have fame and they're kind of loud, that's just pure jealousy. I'm... And you might say, oh, I'm not jealous. Well, you sound like it. Barstool sports? Are you kidding me? You're going to constantly drag them through? Yes, pouring champagne on fans is classless. But let's not act like she took a keg of beer, picked it up upside down, and poured it on some homeless person. Because that's what we're acting like right now. It was missed. Yes, it was cold. Yes, it was a divisional round playoff win. Who would care? If it was the Super Bowl, I wouldn't blame her. I think it'd still be wrong, but I wouldn't blame her. But let's stop dragging these people through the mud. It, it's just mind-blowing. I, I can't stand the word hate. I don't know why. I hate the word hate. I hate hate. There are other people in this world that deserve to be hated. If anything. Not a fiancé of a quarterback who runs her mouth on Twitter. Not a 21-year-old kid who gets a little... A little cocky on TikTok and makes two boneheaded mistakes. What would you do if you were 21 and famous? Would you do something stupid, something disrespectful? Take a look in the mirror. Stop hating on people that don't deserve to be hated on. This is not because I'm salty about the Kansas City Chiefs losing a playoff game. I'm almost used to it by now. Been spoiled the past few years. Got a little humbled a little bit. I'm not going to lie. But it's life. It's just sports. There's highs and there's lows of sports. I'm good with where the Chiefs are at. I am not good with Brittany Matthews and Jackson Holmes slander. Do I know them personally? No. When I say I care about them, not necessarily. It doesn't mean I hate them, though. I, I, I believe they're generally good people. I believe they mean good. They've made mistakes. People make mistakes. And to the people that are hating them, the, peop- the people that I'm close with that I've had conversations with, let's say I hated you and dragged you through the mud, all through social media, because you got beer on my shoulder at a party and it was an, and then you, and it was an accident or intentional, and then you said, I just want to do what I want. And I said, I hated you for it. And I drug you through the mud and I made t-shirts saying, bye, Brittany. Yeah, I saw that. Cincinnati Bengals fan did that. Bye, Brittany. Really? I'm going to say bye, Chiefs. Bye, bye, Brittany. She has nothing to do with the Chiefs. She's married to somebody on the team. 
right, I'm moving on to something that actually makes me more mad than this. And I'm not even mad about that Brittany and Jackson thing. I get it. They've made some boneheaded mistakes, but there's no reason to be hated. I'm going to leave it at that. This kind of pisses me off. Jerry West, one of the greatest Lakers ever, possibly the greatest. If I had to list you a top five, I'm going to. Greatest Lakers of all time. Jerry West, Kobe Bryant, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, Shaquille O'Neal. Do not come in here with that LeBron James crap. I love LeBron as a player. He's awesome. But he's not an all-time Laker. All-time great player? Yes. All-time Laker? No. I'm going to read this story to you from Lakers Daily. It's a Lakers blog. Kind of like Arrowhead Addict, Arrowhead Pride for the Chiefs. Hall of Fame guard and Los Angeles Lakers legend, Jerry West recently took a shot at the franchise for revoking his season tickets. Many years ago, West had been promised lifetime season tickets by the late Jerry Buss. Um, Here's his quote when he was speaking to the athletics, Sam Amick. It was a cold phone text to my wife. No one had the nerve to call me, but that's how petty the Lakers are, okay? Not surprised. I'm not surprised. And I love the Lakers, okay? I'd love to see them do well. It's great for basketball. I'm proud of everything that happened when I was there. I'm proud of everything that happened when I wasn't there. The positives. West, again, one of the most storied players in Lakers history, NBA history, has seen his relationship with the franchise sour after moving to the Golden State Warriors and Los Angeles Clippers as an executive. And I say he's the best Laker of all time because I think he's a great coach, great executive, and a great player for the Lakers, a three-in-one kind of deal. As, as impressive as his run was as a player, again, I'm reading this off of Lakers Daily, West was also an amazing executive for the Lakers. He was part of the team's front office during the Showtime era, as well as the Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal, Shaquille O'Neal years of dominance in franchise history. It is sad that the Lakers' relationship with West has become so broken as he is one of the greatest players in NBA history. During his storied career, West made 14 All-Star teams and won one NBA title. He averaged 27 points, nearly 6 rebounds, nearly 7 assists per game for his career while shooting almost 50% from the field. It appears that West's relationship with the team is beyond repair, not surprising, as the revoking of his season tickets and the manner in which it was done rubbed the franchise icon the wrong way. Still, there is no way one can write the history of the Lakers Without mentioning West's enormous impact, he will forever be one of the greatest players to wear a Lakers uniform, even if he no longer holds the organization in great standing. And holy crap, this pisses me off quite a bit. Do I need to say that again? This pisses me off. He is a Lakers freaking legend. I'm sorry for cursing a little bit there, but he is. There's a freaking statue of him outside Staples Center or whatever crypto website website is called after. Crypto, what I, I don't know. I don't care. Like, why would you disrespect a legend like that? This is not the same thing, obviously, but I don't see Broncos fans throwing fits about Shannon Sharp riding the Chiefs bandwagon train, saying Mahomes boy this, Mahomes boy that, transcended quarterback this, transcended quarterback that, when they do that. Maybe because Broncos fans slightly agree. Maybe, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm just kind of comparing to what I see mostly. Like you don't see them doing that. Shannon Sharp was a legend for them. Maybe not on uh, a John Elway type thing, but why? Why would you do that? Okay, yes, I, I'd be mad too. But there's no reason to revoke his season tickets. And you want to tuck his wife? Like, how about you call him and work it out, hash it out, email him, tweet him, 
That's eh, worse than texting. I'm kidding. It's text, email. Actually, no. Meeting in person, phone call, email, text. And then a tweet, Snapchat, Instagram. And what are you going to Snapchat and be like, hey, Jerry, no more season tickets, LOL. No more lifetime, no more lifetime tickets, LOL. Now I'm going to go do a TikTok. <laughs> what? What did LeBron text him that? Is that what happened? Did AD, did Russ text him that? Did they mean to go to the wrong person? Like when he shoots the basketball and it goes out of bounds right over the backboard? Is that what it, he meant to text somebody else saying, hey, you can't come to the game? Oh, sorry, didn't mean to do that. Did he pull the old old Bill Belichick? Hey, Brian Flores didn't mean to. Okay, I shouldn't compare those two situations. But come on. It's just, it's poor taste by the Lakers, to say the least. And I really hope this gets fixed up because the Lakers are in a mess right now. Russ is the true definition of West Brick. I wanted to defend him for most of his career, but now he is West Brick. LeBron, no wonder he's playing load management. He's 38 years old. He's just buying his time till his son gets in the league and they can play together like Ken Griffey and Ken Griffey Jr. Anthony Davis, I mean, he's your one star. LeBron is a star. Russ is a star in a sense, but not he's not playing like a star. I don't know. Lots to look forward to this weekend. College basketball. Kansas State faces TCU tomorrow. That might be a bloodbath for Kansas State. MLB lockout still locked out. MLB Players Association is pissed, just like I am right now. I'll go over that Monday, see what happens this weekend. But Inkscape Sports and Entertainment, episode 62. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm.